0: Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen. Um, I hope all of you are doing well. It's a nice snowy day, and while I've been saying I'm kind of over winter, um, I'm trying to remember again why I have always really liked it, and I do like how it's you know it gets quiet and. I always have thought that snow is really pretty. So that's really nice. I'm just in a cranky mood because I've been sick for a long time and things aren't going away. My chest has been hurting and it's been really annoying, but I have an appointment with my wonderful doctor on Monday and she always figures things out. So I'm just gonna be like, I'm sure it's just kind of like, oh, you need to take this antibiotic or whatever. And then my life will get back to normal and that will be wonderful. Because let me tell you, one of the like one of the huge ways that I manage my um, like depression and anxiety, whatever, my mental health is by exercise. And because I've my chest has been hurting, I I can't really exercise. I tried to exercise yesterday for the first time since I've gotten sick, and um, within about three minutes, my chest was really hurting, and I kind of like went powered through and only got in like a what I think like a 20 20 or 25 minute workout but I was like it was very uncomfortable and I felt pretty gross for the rest of the day so that was discouraging and I've been a little I was I was discouraged and but one of the really cool things about the people that I have around me is that I can be open with them about how I'm doing and then they help remind me of who I am and that has been what has been happening with my husband, with my good friends, with my producer, Mark. And, um, I feel just really grateful that I have that because it's huge. So I got to interview Veronica. And one of the things, (laughs) one of the things I like really appreciate about her is the fact that she's just really open, like, and and just says what she thinks. It's like uh, she talks about it in the in the podcast. She says like, you know, one of my things that maybe isn't the greatest all the time is that I just can't help but just say what I think. But I think that's really like a really cool gift because when you get when you're around people who just say what they think, then you're not left wondering what they think. And I find that that also provides a lot more opportunity for you to just be open about like, what you think as well, because it's kind of like, well, if they're going to be open and honest about what they think, then um, it just kind of gives the impression that, of course, they can also be told what you think. And that's definitely the case with Veronica. And she's just a really, like, she's very strong and very sweet, like, very sincerely kind. And she brings up so many good points and gives really great advice. And I... I've really enjoyed talking with her, and I know that you're going to enjoy listening to her. So, without further ado, I'm very excited to introduce all of you to Veronica. And so, you grew up in... Venezuela. Yes, until I was 24. Until you were 24. Yeah. So wait, how long ago did you move to Canada?
1: I've been in Canada a lot of times, but like the last time it's been almost three years. Whoa. Yeah. And I was here when I was 19. I moved a lot from Venezuela, but basically that was like my main thing. It's definitely not my main thing now. Uh, When I was 19, I moved to Toronto. Then I moved back to Venezuela. I live in Halifax before this time, three times.
0: What? For how long each time?
1: Six months. That's what my visa allowed me to. Okay. So I was like, okay, my sister was living here. I'm just going to come and like, see what's up. Yeah. (laughs) And I was going to move to Australia. And then she was like... Don't go to Australia. You're going to get killed by that weird animal. Just like, don't go. By the <laughs> spiders. <laughs> yeah, just try Halifax and see if you like it. And I, I loved it. I was like, this is the place for me to be. Like everything I like and everything I want to do is here. I just need to figure out how to do it, how to make it work, and how to make my space in a place that is so small and everybody knows each other and everybody already have something going on. Yes. So that was hard. Yeah, Uh, that uh, like make your space in Halifax is like you need to, you need to do it for a while. You need to meet the right people. You need to get yourself out there by yourself because definitely like people have friends here and they don't need more friends. They're friendly but they don't need more friends.
0: Oh yes, (laughs) so that's a theme. Yeah,
1: and I was like, yeah, I get you don't need more friends, but hi. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but you do need me in your life. (laughs) I'm (laughs)
1: "I'm cool. I can contribute something maybe, and like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely got my space here now, and I love it. I wouldn't leave for anything. I don't think, unless my visa doesn't work. But yeah,
0: hopefully it works. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. That's what we hear a lot from people that. Well, I mean, I'm I'm a from a I'm from Ontario, which Nova Scotians tend to not be too crazy about <laughs> because. They call it on terrible. I've never heard that. I never heard that until I moved out here. I never heard that until today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they call it on terrible, and I at first didn't understand why they didn't like Ontarians so much. And then I've now I've lived here for eleven years, and when I go back home to visit, I mean, I'm from a small town that's actually a lot like here (laughs) because it's just it's the same kind of mentality. People are quite friendly and it's different. But I've gotten more familiar with, you know, people in the larger cities and like kind of southern Ontario. And I kind of get it now. Mm -hmm. They they can tend to be a little rough and maybe a little rude. So I I, I get it. I get it. But um, I was very confused at at first. Anyway, that was a little, little aside.
1: Why did you move to Halifax? Did you move with Sean or
0: Sean's from here? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so I mean, and it's so great here. It is. I mean, I do I know what you mean. Like it and we saw like we moved here when it was kinda of going through a bit of the um like a lot of businesses were closing and there wasn't a lot going on downtown. And then we've been able to watch it transform and start to grow again and like turn into its own like kind of, like, claim its own voice, and it's just been amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, there are two voices going on in Halifax right now. There's, like, Banks building these, like, super huge buildings downtown that we don't like, and the (laughs) North End is also doing a lot. There's so many social enterprises going on right now, new small businesses, people doing great things. I I don't know, there's, like, a lot going on that is worth it. But also there is a lot going on money-wise that they want to do because they feel like they can. And there's like so much space to build all this empire of money. (laughs) And they feel like that space is being wasted. And it's definitely not, but
0: yeah. Ooh, politics. (laughs) 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 I always end up there. (laughs) Sorry. No, don't apologize. I actually know surprisingly... um, I tend to keep my nose out of politics eh, to a certain extent, so I'm surprisingly ignorant. Part of it is not really intentional. It's just cuz I get caught up in my own life, which is funny, which is funny because that's the problem too. It's like people do need to pay more attention to the issues that especially that are going on in their home, you know? And I'm kind of contributing to the problem in that sense because I'm like, well, yeah, but I've got my stuff going on and I'm going to pay more attention to that. But That's totally fair. I, I am- mean, you need to choose in between
1: like not being super anxious and being happy or pay attention to these issues and being very anxious and probably a little bit unhappy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: You're it's, doing what is best for you.
0: It brings out some of the ugliest parts of us. And, and you find yourself caring about things that sometimes you're kind of like, but wait, why do I care about this so much? And then it's kind of like, well, uh, but it does. It's like you're trying to figure out the best amount of caring. Does that make sense? Yeah. And also, it's like, can I really
1: do something about this? Yeah. Is I, anything going to change if I put all my soul and time in this thing that is making me really anxious?
0: Yeah. Most of the time it doesn't. but sometimes it does. Yeah, it's like choosing uh, which hill you're gonna die on like because you can't be in super involved in every cause, even though there are so many good causes out there. and then it's like but you have to choose which one you're going to like what you're gonna put your energy into. Yeah.
1: yeah, definitely. There is so many things that you can put your like your energy and time here that you're gonna see results. And they are nice things, and they are not gonna give you anxiety. Community gardens or community family centers or stuff like that—you can participate in that. That's what I decided to do. That's like how I contribute. I—I've been trying not to be involved in like protests or anything like that because they really take a lot from me, mm. and I'm like extremely emotional. I'm like tri- triple cancer or something like that. <laughs> so, really? Uh, I'm not really triple
0: cancer, but well, I. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? How did you accomplish that? Um, Really emotional. You're super emotional. Yeah. Okay. I would actually like to talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Okay. Would you say that you grew up really emotional? Oh, yeah, for sure. And do you, like, were your parents really emotional? Are your parents really emotional?
1: My mom is really emotional. My dad is one of those very emotional spe- people that... Never talk about his emotions. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But I can tell that he is just like secretly.
0: Okay. And do you think that it's a
1: cultural thing? Uh, That he hides his emotions or that they
0: express their emotions? That, uh, that, do you think, have you noticed a difference between how people express their emotions in Canada, here in Halifax, or in, you said you lived in Toronto for some time. Yeah. Yeah. So, or in Toronto compared to uh, Venezuela, where you grew up.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Just like everything, like relationships in general are very different. They are developed in a different way. You put all your life, like, to share with this person. I feel like people here are more individual, and and they like they appreciate that. Then they want to keep that.
0: Yes, people are really about. Um, Yeah. Having their own lives and like kind of like keeping all that separate. Yeah. That's okay. I've been thinking about that. I've been wondering about that quite a bit lately because one of the things that I have been thinking like I've been reflecting on my childhood and my family, like an extended family, like we were all just like really involved in each other's lives. And that worked out really well for us because we we needed that because of the like other things we had going on at home. But then I have noticed that as I've grown and kind of, and as I moved out, like when I moved out of Magnetowan and came into the city, I did notice that um, there is a lot more uh, uh, like individuals and it's kind of like um, I did and I definitely see the benefit of it. But it then it kind of made me start to wonder what um, is it a benefit that we see because we're just used to it and that's what we're comfortable with. And then like and. I mean, I am i um, I'm more introverted, so I definitely need to have my time by myself. But like, is that again because of my culture or like what, like, what are you used to? Like, are you very extroverted? Like, do you get charged by being around people or do you need to be alone? Like, how, I wanna, I'm interested in, in the dynamics of this.
1: Yeah, I have been asked this question a lot lately.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, actually. And I never,
1: Know how to answer that. Sometimes I do not want to be with people, but I'm like, I know if I go, I'm going to have fun. So I'm going to go and I go and I do have fun. So probably I'm being charged by that energy. So probably an extrovertive. I'm not completely sure about it, though. I also really enjoy being alone when I decide to be alone, which is not a lot because I like I get like really grabbed in my thoughts and I'm like, yeah, do I want this? Um, but that's when I cried. So that's a really good time for me. It's like, okay, I'm writing and this is good. And I don't know if I'm ever going to do anything with this, but I think I need to do this.
0: You need to write. Um,
1: Yes. Uh, But also I feel like I keep going to these social events because of my culture. And I definitely think it's a cultural thing for many reasons. One of them is you live with your parents until you are very old. In Latin America, depending on the country, in some of them you are always going to live with them. Like if you live in Cuba, for example, there they can be 10 people in a little house. There is no personal space at all. In Venezuela, it's a little bit less, like less people, let's say six people in a small house with two rooms. And, and you're with these people all the time. Like you you'd never have time to cook alone or dance in the living room in the mirror. Like you don't have time for that and you don't have a space for that that's a thing so even if you want to you are not going to have it so the best thing you can do is just get used to being around people and enjoy it
0: do you find that you're much more open like with communication like are you very good at communicating how you feel about certain things like to sort through like disagreements and that kind of thing like how how does that work
1: i'm not sure if i'm good at it but i definitely do it like, yeah okay I, I can't shut up like if i'm thinking something i will say it that's probably not a really good thing. I don't think a lot about it. I just say it. But that's probably just how I am. Um,
0: so that's an individual thing, not necessarily a cultural thing? That's an individual thing, not a cultural thing, no.
1: Okay. Um, in Latin America, maybe they don't talk a lot about it, but they they will definitely express it. Like, there is, I barely saw in my life someone that will not cry or not get angry. You know what I mean? Like, you are going to express your emotions. You are going to see your family and friends. When they are upset, you are going to know, even if they don't talk about it, about it clearly, you are going to know.
0: Okay. So it's not, there's not really like people, um, don't feel the need to hide.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. And I feel like there's more talk here about expressing your emotions and talking about mental health because there is more need of it. Like there's mental health problems everywhere. We all deal with this. Yeah. But in these in Latin America, you express your feelings so much that there is no really a lot of need to to tell kids, "Hey, you can cry."
0: Because they are going to cry. They they, they cry all the already. time. Yes. <laughs> they just know that already. Ah. So, would you say that in Latin America like did you see many people like, would you meet many people who had been diagnosed with any kind of mental illness? Or is it kind of more just like everyone's just kind of talking about everything and more open about everything, so there's no, like, you... Uh, there
1: is not a lot of therapy culture in Latin America, and I don't want to talk for all Latin America, let's say Venezuela, just because I'm I'm from there. Yes. Uh, you rarely go to psychologists, like... It's really, really weird. I like, if in between all my friends, maybe two went. And it's because they were studying psychology and they had to, probably. Or okay. because we had this best friend that was a psychologist and she was like, you need to go to therapy. But it's not a normal thing. It's not a common thing.
0: Okay, but I do find it really interesting how, um, like, <laughs> I can only look at the different cultures that I'm used to from my, my family, like from my home, and then and then living away from all of my family except for my one cousin um, whom I love and adore, Jennifer, (laughs) shout out to you, um, out here in Halifax. But it's, of course, a different culture, um, but it's all within the same country. So they're going to be like, you know, it's mostly similar. So I'm not going to see as much of a difference between how people manage their emotions or their mental health. I just realized that, in my family, especially with my grandmother, a lot of it was just like, well, just come and talk to me about it. Like you don't need to pay somebody to talk to, to talk to about this stuff. Just come talk to me. And then, um, but as, I don't know what has changed, but it just kind of seems that you need to be more selective with what you share and who you share it with. And now I go to therapy like, quite regularly and that and I think it's really important and I think it's I see the benefits but I wonder if I would go as much if I I I mean I do actually have people I can actually open up and talk to in my life which is really great but it's kind of like okay is it just the importance of seeing a point of view from a person who's um, removed from the situation and again is it culture so I'd love to hear your like Mm -hmm. your thoughts on this Okay. My
1: first thought in not going to therapy is like first with the grandma thing is maybe you are the problem grandma. Like you don't, like you don't know like in, in your family there is like so many like factors and like things that your family did that are affecting you that you can't talk with them and that if you talk with them they are not gonna help you get there or figure it out because they were the like people who like did this to you. You know what I mean? And like not maybe not because they wanted to but Most of the time, I know I got a lot of my traumas from my family and my family is great, but also they had like these ways of doing things that weren't my ways and that really affected my childhood and the way I grew up and the way I was thinking. And it was like, oh, am I weird? Like, why am I doing this this way? Or like, am I doing this bad? I'm a bad person because I'm doing a certain thing because they thought differently. And they were very strict in the way they thought. Uh, Not like yelling at me or anything, but they would be like, oh, don't do that because that's not okay. And maybe it was okay. So like, the thing is like a lot of the things I thought were grown with me came from them telling me that they weren't good things. So the main thought I had was like, I'm a bad person because I'm doing this. You know what I mean? So how can I talk to them about this thing that they don't know they did grown and if I haven't figured it out and I'm just trying to get there, which is usually what you do in therapy, they are never going to get me there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. most of your traumas come from your childhood and most of them come from the closest people to you. Mm-hmm. And they are usually your family.
0: Yes, I would agree with that for sure. So,
1: yeah, like they it, it's not that they were bad people. It's not that they wanted to like do any anything bad to you. But sometimes they do. And mm-hmm. and that's normal. We are humans. Like, even if we try to be the best parents ever, we are going to do something wrong. Right. Uh, so it's okay if your kid or if your daughter that is a grown-up wants to go to therapy and figure that out. And you should encourage that. And in Venezuela in specific, yeah, people express their emotions. But they don't know how to talk about They don't know how to talk about it. And that's the difference I see here. It's like a lot of people are probably not expressing their their emotions as much. But now that they are talking about it, they know how to do it. And they know how to get to the places they have to get. Okay. Going to therapy is one of them. Talking to your friends about the right things, asking the right questions. It's a very important thing. So it's not just about just... I don't know, crying or or punching a wall (laughs) is about talking about the right thing, asking the right questions and going to the right places so you can actually fix it and you can actually work on it. I like
0: that. Asking the right questions. That's so important. And uh, but it's also confusing because it's like, okay, but what's what's the right question? So, would you have any like I'm like, I'm basically treating you like a professional therapist oh, I'm right I'm Definitely here. not. <laughs> but <laughs> what do you think about how you like how you find the right questions?
1: In in emotional issues, I I talk a lot about this with my friend Leanne, and she's great. She's from Ontario too, hey! and we just ask each other a lot of questions, like, how are you feeling with this? And why do you think is that? Where do you think that comes from? And how do you think this person feels about it? And do you think it has something to do with your reaction? Like, just trying to deep in what happened and, and try to get why we are reacting the way we are reacting, which is basically what you do in psychoanalysis, but you are doing it with your friend. You know what I mean? Like, you can also go to therapy. I think it's always important to go to therapy, but it's also important to talk about these things with your friends. Yes. You are not taking it as a professional approach, but they know you. And like, they might tell you, oh, but you also do this sometimes. So why are you doing this? And just asking why. I think why is the most important question you can ask in any situation. Like, if you're doing anything, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it this way?
0: Why? <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I think that's really important. I totally agree. And to speak to the what you were saying about friends, I think that is also like it's like yeah, it's like you need to have this well-rounded community of people around you. It's important to have friends that you can be open and honest with. And it's difficult to find people like that, too. I I know for myself I have a lot of trouble like if a friend were to say something negative about me. I mean, I'm growing out of this, but, um, when a friend would say something negative about it, about me, it'd be like, Oh, do you not want to be my friend anymore? Do you hate me? Like what's r-? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, you are all of a sudden, like everything's over and I'm the worst person ever. <laughs> How could you ever love me? And I think that it's like, and now I'm starting to see like, no, no, like that's actually speaking out of love. Like they're, they're bringing out that bravery to be honest with you so that they can Properly love, like so they can really love you and show their love and be there for you and help you grow. Yeah, but that's something that's difficult to remember, especially when you're like, you know, because you you get embarrassed and ashamed. Like people like point these things out about you, and you're just like, oh, that's I see how you're right, and I feel awful about it. <laughs>
1: like you know, that's also the the only real way to love someone. If you don't know their flaws, if you don't know what they are doing, grown. And you're just seeing all this like perfect work with this person is amazing. It's like, you're not really seeing this person. Like you need, like, you need to go deep and see how you can help each other to be better. And, and just how can you accept these people's, this person's flaws because mm. everybody has flaws and they are going to come out at some point in your relationship as friends or as partners and, if you try to hide them or you try not to see them, like it's not gonna work. Eventually it's not gonna work. You need to try to work with that. And it's not always gonna change, but you can work with it. How do you, How do you work to build a
0: friendship like that with people?
1: I feel like I always end up having friendships like that with people. Uh, I so something that you just naturally do. I, I'm very bad with short talk. It's a small talk. That's what you say. Small talk, yeah. yeah. I'm very, very bad with a small talk, so I always end up talking about important things with my friends. Not because I know a lot of important things. I just try. I just try to 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 know what they think and what they feel. And those things are important. (laughs) Like it doesn't have to be something super deep, but like how a person is feeling and what they feel about life, what how they see life. It's what matters to me about them. So I will try to always get there. And usually they also want to know that about you and you're gonna talk about it. And if you start from there, it's usually probably gonna be like that most of the time.
0: Right. (laughs) And the best place, like the best spot to start there is at the beginning because as you get, I find that like when you, when you're more feeling more invested in a relationship then, but you haven't really started in a spot where you're trying to really know them and be honest with them, you're going to feel even more hesitant to do that because in, because all of a sudden it, it uh, introduces fear because you're like, well, what if it turns out that they really don't agree with me on this or they really don't like this and then they'll learn this about me and they won't like me so much anymore.
1: Yeah. I feel like one good way to do it, it's not the only way to do it, but I found a, a helpful way to do it, is getting to know people through art. Like, I'm every time I'm going to do an exhibition or I go to an exhibition, that's a moment where whoever is there, they are talking about something important. They are talking about feelings or they are talking about something political because it's art. Art is about that. Art is about human feelings and human thoughts. Mm. And... Uh, I started doing poetry nights. I think I told you about it. And so, yeah, I had this last one last month. Every person that was there, most of them I didn't know, but we started our interaction reading poetry and like they grow that. And that was something very, very personal. Do you know what I mean? So like if you start from there, there is no way you're going to down to small talk. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, there's no going back. There's no going back. There's no going back. I already know you experienced these like really heavy things, and I want to talk about it. And if you don't want to talk about it, we can talk about something else. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be something important, like our interaction and our friendship. Now it's gonna be something special because we start from sharing something that was very personal.
0: Hmm. And that, I okay. So I was recently reading something on um. It was somewhere in social media. I think it was on Twitter, which I generally try to stay away from. Because, I, do you find that Twitter, like, is generally people like just being angry about stuff? Oh, Twitter! I don't use Twitter. I haven't used Twitter in four years. Okay, you know what? <laughs> because yeah, of that, <laughs> right? Because that's usually it. And I've been, I've been trying to be more present on social media because I'm, I'm, uh, because I think, especially because I'm, um, doing optimistically depressed, like I want to be out there but then there are certain parts of it's like okay but what is really going to benefit me and um what's really going to be helpful am I really going to be contributing in a positive way am I going to be letting things in in that are going to be contributing to me in a positive way but anyway that is all just a side note what I was going to say was I saw something on social media that talked about the difference between oversharing and what is it, like And healthy sharing or something like that. So it was like basically saying uh, don't use social media as a dumping ground. Um, you need to be able to have people in your life that you can talk about that stuff with but not everybody wants to know all of like your dirty laundry kind of thing. And it got me starting to think about why we feel the need to share that stuff on social media. And I know that for like for me, like optimistically depressed is about sharing a lot of that stuff. That's a little different. But when we feel the need to go on social media and just talk about all this like really personal stuff and putting it out there, is that because like we're feeling alone and isolated? Like, do you need to have a friend that you feel you can talk about that stuff with? So I guess it's like coming back to what you were saying before about asking why, like, why are we doing these things? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that?
1: I, I saw that post, maybe not the same one, but I've seen posts related to that too. Okay. Oh, are you oversharing in Facebook? I don't think so. I really like it. I'm, I don't know if I do it a lot. I mostly post silly things or like uh, events related things or stuff like that. But I love when people feel that they can say, hey, I'm here, I'm experiencing this and I need someone and that you are like vulnerable enough to ask for help, I think that's amazing. And so like, yeah, you have close friends and you can reach out to them, but sometimes sometimes we don't. Especially when we're experiencing a lot of anxiety or that we feel that we are be- overreacting or that we're gonna bother someone. And a lot of times we feel that way. Just sharing it that way, whoever wants to really talk about it with you is gonna reach out.
0: That's yeah, you know, that's a good point. Like people aren't going to engage unless they want to actually engage.
1: And a lot of people are also experiencing something similar. And just to know that, hey, a lot of us are experiencing this. It's also a good thing. And I don't precisely say, hey, I'm depressed. Can someone talk to me? But I could do it and I don't see any problem in it. But I have every time I need something, I had to move a lot during the summer, for example. Uh, And Facebook was Amazing for that. Yes. Every time I needed a new place, I was like, oh, yeah, I need to move again. They are selling the house, or I really need a house for five days from now because I had this problem. And I found places, good places, every time because my friends will connect me with other friends. And it's been that way with everything. Like, I need flowers for the poetry night. I'm like, I need flowers. And I don't know if you have share with me and they will share. You know what I mean? Like just putting what you need out there. People are going to help you. Like we're a community and that's what community is about. Like we all can help each other. So why don't ask for that help?
0: Ah, yes. (laughs) And you know, it's funny because like, yeah, we don't tend to ask for the help that we need. And that's I've been um, and I've been reading up on this, too, and I know that it's definitely a headspace where a lot of people are starting to get to. It's just like if you need help, how about you just be specific about what help you need so that you can increase your chances of actually getting what you need, because I know that for for. I've gotten better at being direct, but I know that there was definitely a time where I really struggled and I still do with um being direct about what I need. And instead you're like feeling this need to be kind of subtle. Like you're just kind of like, maybe if I hint about like what I think I kinda need, maybe somebody else will come up with a solution, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of like it's also part of like just taking ownership of your own problems. You're just kinda of like, Okay, well, like I mean, I mean, who's who? Who's the best person to fix this problem? Like, my problem? Well, it's me. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm the best person to fix my problem. Like, or to identify what the problem is and and then be able to reach out to the proper people to get the help that I need.
1: Yeah, yeah. I also remember <laughs> talking about this with my friend, one of my friends, and we were talking about, yeah, you just need to say it. Whatever you need, say it, and you're probably gonna get it and she was like, okay and that same then she was like, I told my boyfriend I needed attention and I got it and it worked <laughs> I was like, yes! Yay! <laughs> that's exactly what you needed to do like if you need attention, you're feeling anxious and you're like, oh he's not giving me attention like instead of just like thinking about it all day, just say it hey, I need attention I like can you give me attention? Yes, that's it and uh, that
0: simple yes do you find that there's a fear though about like it's like what's the difference between saying what you need and nagging because uh... like nothing bursts your bubble more than when you're like thinking that you're being like direct about what you need and then somebody is like can you stop nagging me yeah because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was nagging I thought I was just being direct about what I want and then you know it's I guess the question is do you
1: really need this like in that moment she was experiencing anxiety because she really wanted that attention so say it if you were just like like I guess just give it a little bit of time if you still have the feeling say it I never thought about it. Honestly, I'm just like
0: answering this right in the spot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I might what? be nagging all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, like one of the thing, one of the weird things like with like me is like with the laundry, and mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm actually saying this. It's so funny. It's, I, I'm <laughs> like I'm slight. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to say this, but when it comes to laundry, I'm just kind of like just separate. Just at least separate the clothes from the towels. Because it's just like, because then the clothes aren't going to get all like, you know, fuzzy and the towels are more aggressive. (laughs) You know, (laughs) towels are aggressive. (laughs) It's going to mess up the clothes. And Sean doesn't care. Like he's just kind of, you throw the laundry, you do the laundry, like, you know. And so I'll be like, can you please just separate the clothes from the towels? And it just like becomes a thing. And then I find myself, I have to like get to a point where I'm just kind of like, does this really matter? (laughs) <laughs> like does this really matter do i need to make a thing out of this because like i i, I get tired of always having something to say about the freaking laundry and i'm pretty sure sean's like quite tired of it too and it's probably like part of it's probably he's just kind of like once i mention laundry he just like kind of shuts off it's because i do the same thing when he mentions um oh so he kind of manages me as far as social media goes. I get so anxious as far, like with social media, I really do. And so when he's kind of like, you got some messages waiting for you, I'll just kind of be like, mm-hmm. and it's like, my brain just <laughs> shuts off because it's like too much, too much. And I wonder if it like, if I'm providing, if I'm creating this environment where I'm like making a big deal about laundry and it's just like, you gotta <laughs> just let it go, you know? Yeah, I guess they are different
1: things. Like now that you mentioned laundry and nagging, and I can see where you're coming from. Like, if we're talking about emotions, it's not nagging. It's definitely not nagging. It's your, it's what you're feeling. Ah. If you're talking about cleaning the house, that can be nagging. And for those things in a specific, I think we need to find a middle ground. Because of course you don't want your clothes to get ruined. But of course you don't want... Uh, like to be nagged about something like have that a thousand, he really
0: doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Have a thousand steps to do something that yeah. we So like, for those
1: things yeah. in a specific, just like find a middle ground and it's like, how can we make this work for both of us? But the thing like when you are feeling sad or you're feeling anxious, there is no middle ground. Like you're just feeling that way. And if you need something and you want to ask for it, you're not overreacting. You, you need help. Like you need someone, maybe not that specific person you wanted to help from, but
0: definitely you need to work on that. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. It is something that does need to be addressed. Yeah. I think that there's so much fear around just conversations. Conversations are scary because it's all there's always that risk. There's always a risk. You're not going to get what you want. And it's like you need to think through to the end and kind of be like, well, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? I won't get what I want. And is that is that really that terrible? Because you're already not getting what you want. Yeah. But then it's kind of like, but then I lose hope because I tried to get the thing that I want and it didn't happen.
1: And yeah. And most of the time it's like, how am I going to look? Am I going to look crazy? Am I going to look dramatic if I say this? Yeah. uh, I, I... I hate that I think that I know everybody thinks that and like uh, Uh, can we just like put ourselves out there and be real because we all experience the same and like if we all could do it it would be easier for everybody to say it
0: (laughs) yes yes we it's it's about normalizing it and you know I like how you're kind of saying you know you got to be real Because I think that a big problem is that we kind of feel the need to put on a certain performance when we're expressing certain emotions or certain parts of our lives. It's like and I and I think that a lot of that I would like it would make sense. A lot of that comes from watching TV, watching movies, the way that people deal with their emotions, because I think that a lot of the times we don't have examples of people in our real life dealing with their emotions. We don't get to watch that as much. We pay more attention to TV. So we're going to take the way that these people dramatize emotions as the way that we're supposed to express our own emotions. And so it's like there's a certain inauthenticity that comes along with trying to express your emotions in the way that you watch other people do it. And I think it needs to come back to you just being honest about how like you're feeling, being real about how you're feeling, not feeling the need to to dial it back or amp it up. like Just kind of just being like, hey, this is how I feel. And then just being real about it.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a fight. I feel like most of the time we think, oh no, I don't want to be that partner that is fighting all the time. But like most of the time in my case, it's not a fight. It's just like, hey, this is happening, and usually we talk through it, and it's fine. And it was just in my head that it was gonna be a big deal, and it's never a big deal. You can just say it with friends. Is the same. Uh, with friends, is usually easier to talk, actually, and like, because uh, well, in my case, it's like I'm not being the crazy girlfriend, right? So I can just be the crazy friend, and I'm okay with being the crazy friend. <laughs>
0: i'm okay with that title
1: i'm okay with that one i always consider myself a little crazy
0: (laughs) so i i can do that they know that about me you're just like hey you knew what you were signing up for but maybe this guy didn't
1: (laughs) yeah i know it's it's so like yeah it's always harder with partners
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's that's funny. I I wonder like I, there's so much pressure on it
1: there's so much pressure on it and I think it definitely comes from that it definitely comes from the crazy girlfriend title yes because there's no crazy boyfriend title it's like oh you are a crazy bitch yes. I don't know
0: if I can say that here <laughs> Sorry, it's okay okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and like you have that in mind it's like yeah I'm neurotic I'm a, I'm a crazy bitch <laughs> yes
0: and, and, then, and that's not yeah. gonna help you that's not gonna help you through the thought process you're gonna like start filling that role yeah yeah
1: even it's though like you don't everything. want to it's like yes. everything like being a woman is like oh if I do this am I too slutty or if I'm if I do this am I too emotional like all the tags the negative tags that they put on you like emotional is not negative but they put it as a negative tag on women yeah it's like oh yeah you have your period and like stuff oh. like that you know what I mean <laughs> what? so it's like it all comes from like with partners it definitely comes from that from like, you don't want to be that portrait of a woman that society put on you.
0: Yes, and yeah, and just for anyone out there who's wondering, one of the best ways to get your face ripped off is to ask someone if they're on their period, is to ask a woman (laughs) if she's on her period. Because first of all, you don't know what, if you're a male, you don't know what it feels like. We have these hormones. We can't help it. It's not like we like went to the buffet and we're like, "Ooh, yeah, can I have an extra dose of hormones and cramps? <laughs> that would be wonderful." Like we don't choose this. This is what we're having to deal with, Mark. <laughs> right, Mark. <laughs> right, Mark. I, yeah, it's just it's what we have to deal with and yeah. We're we're doing our best, but it's difficult because it does affect your emotions. Like yeah. it does. It does. Like, that's what I was gonna say. Like I
1: know I'm affected by it. Sometimes I'm like crying at night, and I'm like, why am I crying? And then I'm like, oh, oh. I'm getting my period tomorrow. Yes,
0: <laughs> but also don't ask me. Yeah, <laughs> like, but don't just ask me. <laughs> like don't don't like because we don't we don't need that. We're we're already quite aware of what's going on. And you know what? If you're picking up on it like, good for you, but like, use that to your advantage. Don't use it as a way to like, put us down. It's just like, just like, yeah, it's, it's difficult to deal with because you know, like, you know that you're being irrational or over emotional or whatever, but it's, but you're dealing with it and it's difficult to deal with. Like, imagine like you have like your emotions at a certain spot and all of a sudden they just go out of like, it's, spikes it's something that you're suddenly not used to usually dealing with yeah I usually try to start from there like
1: I know I'm being irrational but yeah (laughs) but I need you
0: yeah I do the same thing I can't I I've told more um I'm starting to tell more guys if I'm like going to be working with them or whatever it's kind of like okay, right now today, I know that you're picking up on me being a little bit more like agitated or whatever. Like, so you know what? I'm just going to kind of acknowledge this. Like, yeah, I, I am. I realize this is happening. I'm getting my period. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. just, just be prepared. And I know, so, you know, and I, I find that usually helps if you're just like, again, and it's about being real and just kind of like, yeah. just being honest. And like apologizing in advance. is like, I might be horrible this weekend.
1: <laughs> I'm getting my period.
0: <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I probably don't mean most of the things I'm going to say to you. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I don't know if I've done period talk on this podcast yet. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. Period sucks. I, I just never understood why. <laughs>
1: I just never understood why. It started from there. I was like, Why? 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 <laughs> I was, I was just like reading about gender the other day, also, and like I never really had an issue with it, like a really big issue with it, just because I, hmm, why? <laughs> because I, I didn't feel too far away from what people were telling me I was, but also, I'm, I i did not feel like a woman, definitely not. But I didn't feel like a man, so that that was the thing. I, I didn't feel bad about being a woman. I just didn't feel like it was anything they were saying I was. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. So, like, getting my period was a weird thing for me, for sure. It was like, I, I don't know if I deserve this. Like, I'm not anything of that. So, like, I, do I need to get blood? Like... <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah when I was reading about it the other day I was like oh it's because I'm gender fluid (laughs) like and that was a new thing for me and I'm like yeah I am definitely like I definitely ever identify as a woman so that's why I asked that like why heels and like and why period like I don't deserve this but I I didn't read through it a lot just because I I also wasn't like, oh my God, I'm a man, or I feel like a man. I I didn't feel too far away from it, so I just let it go. But when I read that the other day, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense.
0: That answers so many 15 years old Veronica questions. (laughs) So this started when you were 15? Like, being like, I don't really feel like I'm really anywhere? Yeah, mostly.
1: Just like, because... Th- those are the times when you're more like that like your family is like oh what about your boyfriends and like and yes. like yeah and they treat you as a woman and like just the word women was always so weird for me like i was okay with girl <laughs> but women sounded like so big and like so much and so many things included in being a woman and i was like yeah no i'm not that uh, just nah
0: <laughs> okay wait What things, so why, what about woman that actually makes it feel so big? All the stereotypes. That
1: was the thing, like the stereotypes. And that's, uh, I I don't want to talk about gender a lot because I don't know enough about it. And I know a lot of people are going to be modified like misconception things, but I just feel like, women and men are definitely just made up concepts and like this made up concept of being a woman. And like, if you have a vagina, you have to be this and this and this and this. I wasn't not even a 50% of what they said I should be as a woman, but yeah, definitely, definitely made up and definitely you don't have to be any of that. And yeah, (laughs) so I, I recognize that that's not something that is, is something that people say it was. So I was also, I recognized this very young, so I, I wasn't too worried about it. I was like, it doesn't matter what they say, like it's it's fine. Like they can still call me that, even I don't feel identified with any of the stereotype, but like that's made up. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't go through, oh, I need to know I'm gender fluid. So I didn't know that existed, but I didn't look for it a lot. Okay. Because I kept thinking, yeah, they just made this up and that's fine. I, I'm just Veronica. Veronica's fine. I'm okay with Veronica.
0: Okay. Oh, whoa. I feel like that we like could have just started right into a whole other episode with <laughs> just, that alone. I'm, I'm very comfortable that we didn't <laughs> just because I don't know enough
1: about it. I really don't. And I, I think you should have this episode with someone that knows about it. You know what I mean? I mean yes,
0: I do. What you, I know what you mean, but there's also something to be said for your personal experience. Like, you know, your personal experience. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, okay. Veronica. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to come here. And yeah, I'm so happy i did. Yeah, this was really good. This is so interesting. I love learning about your point of view on all of these things that we were talking about. I love how open you've been about all of these things and it's nice to be able to sit down and have an honest conversation with someone. So I really appreciate that, thank you.
1: <laughs> no problem, thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll do this again. Yeah, we should definitely do this again. Uh, do you remember I came here to talk about feminism and everything and I talk about, deb- and
0: we never talked oh, about yeah. it. Oh <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> okay, we, 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 we can, can definitely we'll get do into that, that next time. Yes. Cool, okay. <laughs> So, and everybody who's listening, thank you so much. And uh, know that wherever you are, we're sitting here loving you. (laughs) Have a great morning, afternoon, evening, night. We'll be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.